Podcast is back in session. Welcome yeah, to D Hall and Dragons, a <gasps> real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined today by my friends, my players, and my favorite Texans. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. It's because you're not a Texan anymore. You've escaped. I I, I made it out. <laughs> I just am still mad about it, so like I'm trying to not talk about it. Yeah, so you had to remind us that you abandoned us all so. that's fair yeah for those yeah. of y'all listening i i recently moved to uh, to new york uh, for those of y'all listening riley fell so in love with remote D that he decided to make <laughs> it permanent. truly a case of stockholm syndrome well hi my name is brandon Lindsay. uh i i play cecil mcnamara um if your character wasn't an adventurer what livelihood would they lead and for cecil i mean i think it's obvious um starting pitcher Good lord. In some MLB organization. I mean, I guess it's kind of, a, it's it's the easy thing to say that he'd be in the Astros organization because it's closest, you know, it's Texas. Close to home. And yeah. he, was, he wouldn't be in, in the Rangers organization because let's be honest, that's a trash team. Oof. Brandon um, with the hot takes today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think, I don't think he'd go to the Northeast. I think he's going to stay away from, you know, Boston and the Yankees and God forbid he plays for the Dodgers because, yeah. So who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to take that baton a lot earlier in that bit. My Something's name is Danielle Grisco, yes. uh, and I play Brian Tolkien. Brian um, would probably be a lawyer, but uh, he would probably be like a family lawyer hmm. for like divorce cases and custody cases and uh, things like that. That would probably be his, his specialty. Interesting. Um, hello. We really just need to, like, get a set <laughs> order. My name is Jackson Pounds, and I voice James Malden. I guess James would probably do something artistic, probably would be a writer. Um, although at this point, I guess what he's learning is he's astoundingly natural at archery. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Olympic team. He might go into the Olympics. Yeah, like, Olympic archery. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe he'll do the Olympic archer thing to supplement his artistic... You know, and then he'll write a book about it. And then he'll write a book, yeah, about how I became an <laughs> Olympic archer. There you go. And now I feel like I'm stealing that idea. Hi, I don't know if we've been. I don't know if we've all done names. I'm Andy Dinehart. I have you all, not been all, listening to us. I don't know. <laughs> I literally, my heart is racing. We haven't done this in a while, and for some reason, I'm so nervous. I don't lie, Andy. You just want an excuse to ignore all of our bad jokes, and no! I don't blame you. I don't blame you. They're awful. But yeah, they've been. Okay. They haven't been great th- today. We've started off good. on like a very low point. It's been That's two months. True. We gotta. We gotta warm back up into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Danielle. Obviously, Brian is natural. Brian is firing on all cylinders always. So, always. So, uh, <laughs> Brian and Danielle uh, are so similar. <laughs> They're just like the biggest assholes you could ever think of. You are not an asshole. <laughs> yes, you you're are. A, you're a lovable. Thank one. you, Riley. Oh my god. I oh my I god. love and accept you for who you are, Danielle. Just your friendly neighborhood asshole. <laughs> that never. That's not a thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Andy, please introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, Victoria Hightower. Uh, yes, so she is. She is not very uh, outward about her dreams and goals because mom wants her to go to business school and follow in her footsteps and be a powerful businesswoman. But if she could have a dream job, uh, she would be a little cottagecore uh, uh, novel writer. She'd go live somewhere on the coast, uh, probably have a couple of cats, a loved one, and just write for the, the rest of her life. So, yeah. And my name's Riley Wesson. As I said, I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Uh, and I guess I'll just go with if I wasn't doing what I'm pursuing now, which is is, is theater and performance, um, I would probably want to be an architect, I think. I, I always love looking at, at buildings and like houses and stuff like that. And I, as we've, I think I met, yeah, I, we talked about in one introduction a while ago, like I'm very spatially aware and able to like envision those kinds of uh things so i've always been interested in in architecture so that's probably what i do the drawing of your map was spectacular yeah i was gonna say the same thing like the drafting on it was amazing those lines (laughs) parallel great perpendicular (laughs) at 90 degrees yeah angles 
acute, you obtuse. Had those those phenomenal. lines, completely 180 degrees. Like full. incredible. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing 179 about him. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Great. This is, so, this is top five. This is really top hard. five intros. <laughs> this is really hey, hard. again, we're out of practice. We're out of practice. <laughs> As we've said, it, it has been uh, about two months. So uh, let's do a recap. So last session on D Hall and Dragons, our heroes came face to face with Frederick, the mad intern himself. That bitch. And, and instead of opting for any diplomacy, they completely subverted my expectations and immediately set out to kill him. As they battled Freddy in the rafters, Patty performed below for his ghostly audience, inadvertently initiating a ritual to bring peace to the souls of Bummerfield. While the performance started off well, Patty started to falter as Freddy's attacks and traps slipped through to the stage and dealt vicious damage to Patty. As the show reached a climax, James, utilizing his Whitlock lenses, finished off Freddy with a lucky shot, but as he fell from the rafters, Patty missed his big finish. Though all hope of completing the ritual seemed lost, Victoria urged the group on to jump in and save the show. And after a natural 20 from both Cecil and Brian, as well as a two on their uh, inspiration rolls, the gang brought back three kids and a bear for the final closing act, healing the pain and loss of those that died in the fire 10 years ago, including the crew that helped to put the show together. And after their final bow, their souls moved on. Except for Patty, who was left with the students alone on stage in the aftermath with Freddy's dead body. And that's where we are now. (laughs) So you guys are left alone in this uh, empty theater. Patty is there beside you, feeling a little bit left out, uh, having not moved on. Uh, And as he looks around, he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, I don't know, I guess there's still stuff left for me to do here. So um, I don't know, I guess I'll figure that out. How are we all doing, gang? You guys good? You guys really knocked out that finish there. That was crazy. What? Um. <clears throat> oh my god, there's a dead body. Yeah, Victoria's oh, gonna sh- run over to oh, Freddy and look shit. at the guys and go, Do we heal him? Heal who? Do we heal Freddy? Can you heal a dead body? I, I can try. Victoria, have you never been to a funeral? Have you ever, like, witnessed this anything? I mean, to be fair, that was, like, the first thing we witnessed whenever we came to this world was someone being brought back from the dead. But... Yeah, I'm not, I was not a big fan of it back then. I didn't, it doesn't seem like oh, no, a no, great no, idea. No. Me neither. I don't, I don't think I could do that, and I'm not sure I, I would want to. I just wanted to ask. I, I don't know if we wanted to talk to him or not. Does um, he have any, like, like a bag or anything, like, on him? Can we rifle through his pockets? He doesn't really have a bag on him. As you guys look through his pockets and stuff, you you see that there's not really anything in there. And you see that his robes are actually pretty tattered. Um, they're kind of grimy, a little bit messy here and there. There's some fraying edges at the, the ends of his cloak. Um, but his pockets seem to be empty, but you guys can roll me an investigation check. I got 13. 15. Okay. Uh, so Brian and Cecil, you guys both notice that Freddie did have a staff that he was using to, uh, cast his spells and such, uh, that is laying on the ground next to him. And Cecil, you in particular happen to notice that next to Freddie's head, there is like a little um a little like strand uh that is glowing uh with kind of this uh silvery light a strand of what might i ask yeah some some kind of arcane energy that is uh next to him i probably have some bottles from my herbalism kit mm-hmm. could i try and scoop it into the bottle and stop it yeah yeah you you kind of put it down and sort of just inch the bottle over it uh and it just kind of coils inside it doesn't seem to be like sentient or anything but just kind of as you lift the bottle up it just sort of rests at the bottom of the bottle okay. it's just kind of coiled up there arcane viscera right here i nudge the um the staff with my foot away from the dead body kind of just rolls over a few feet i'll, I'll pick it up yeah victoria i don't know if i don't know if you would have wanted to talk I think he was at I think he was at that point where he was 
it, it was all or nothing for him. I guess. I mean, I would have liked to have known why he was doing what he was doing, what he was talking to, because he was talking to something, and something was clearly egging him on. But I don't think he was. I don't think he was Freddy. This doesn't seem to be like great time to ask this question, um, but are, are we the ones that has to tell his parents? <sighs> Shit. Actually, what do we do? Like, I know we had to defend ourselves. Clearly, like there, there really wasn't an option. But how do we? figure out the next step. He's kind of the one who knew something about either the hand or I think Wally the warlock or something. Brandon, as you kind of hold this bottle, uh, go ahead and give me an arcana check. Okay. Uh, 18. Okay. Yeah. So you get the sense that this is some sort of arcane energy and you kind of just piece things together in your mind as this was sort of Laying next to Freddy after he had died, you kind of get the sense that you might be able to glean something from this arcane strand if you have some way to possibly decipher it. It's like the Harry Potter thing where they took like the tears or the memories and put it in the water. In the Pensieve, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. what are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> it's like, the, you know, the whole like moment with Snape and like putting his tears in there and finding everything out. Is there a way we can do that? Um, I mean, if it's some sort of memory, I guess. I mean, theoretically, that's true. I magic is still super new to me, so I mean, I could, I could certainly give it a shot and try and figure stuff out. Well, if that's some sort of arcane strand of memory or something, um, I know I'm not great at like the sort of nuts and bolts magic kind of stuff. I just kind of do what comes to my head. Um, but I think there should be a town nearby that is a bit more adept in um, magical studies and such. Yeah, I'd want to take this to someone who is more knowledgeable about this, um, especially if, I don't know, I've just, I've read through that Book of the Gods, uh, whatever pantheon exists here, there are some really awesome things that give me a lot of hope for our world, but there are also some not so great things, which um, maybe Freddy was tangling with something like that, and I don't want to run into that, I don't want anyone of us to run into that. I um, am still looking at the staff and I kind of place it on the ground in front of me and sit cross-legged in front of it. And I, I pull open my book that I got from the library and I'm, I'm just kind of looking at the staff and I, I just open the book to a random page. Okay. You just open a blank page, a white blank page. The Mumford and Stone <laughs> start playing in the background. No, Brian goes, oh, okay, and um, and then closes the book, puts it in his bag, and picks up the staff, and is like, I'm, I'm take this with me. Hold on, Brian. If he got that, what if the staff is a thing that possessed him? What if it was a staff infection? Patty holds up a hand for a high five. Thank you, Patty. Um, nice, good stuff. Thank you. I'm- Brian goes, oh, oh, you're right. We should probably test it, and he just takes it and bonks. On the head. <laughs> Roll for attack. Dolman <laughs> doesn't hit very hard. Is <laughs> a four. Cecil just kind of steps to the side. <laughs> but Brian, as you swing this, you do get the sense that there, that this staff does have some magical power in it. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast detect magic. Ooh, okay. You can sense that this uh, this staff contains evocation. Uh, divination, conjuration, uh, and abjuration magic within it. I wrap my arms around the staff. I go, this is mine now. Wow. Okay. Patty, what was the name of that town that you mentioned? Oh, yeah. It's um, further down. It's probably about three days travel uh, down the river. Uh, it's called Boomerfield. Oh, God. Boomerfield. Really don't want to go there, guys. And the quest ends here, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We stay in Bummerfield the rest of our days. While this is all going on, Victoria's just been sitting with Freddy's body and just making him look a little more peaceful than someone who just fell from the rafters of a stage. Victoria, as you're doing this, you hear, Boy, that's pretty rough. Yeah, I know, right? Kind of a dog-eat-dog world, huh? Yeah, it 
sure seems like it. I, I knew we had to defend ourselves, but I didn't know we could kill him. Well, I mean, it wasn't you that landed the last blow, so there's some consolation in that. I mean, James is the real murderer here. I mean, that's true, but I had every intention of doing that, too, so, I mean, we're kind of all at fault. Hey, self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Self-defense. Victoria, are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I just, I feel like we should give him a proper burial or something, y you know? Were you just talking to a dead body? Um, I was just, uh, uh, reciting a blessing. Oh, how does it go? Fuck you, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was more respect than paying respect than, and than like an actual, like, poem, it, you know. You're going through the grieving process. I'm, I'm growing, uh, going through the grieving process. Nice save. This guy tried to kill us. Like, know, a, like he, multiple times. No, I'm and like, I, screw up a whole bunch of things for everyone's afterlife in this place. No, I, I totally get that. But like, he was also probably kind of mind controlled and he is our age and he was just kind of lost and kind of trying to find his way and he just got taken advantage of. <sighs> Something more sinister was obviously preying upon him. Victoria, we are all only responsible for our own choices and we have to hold him accountable for his. But we can give him a burial if if you want. I mean, I think... Well, like, what are we going to do about his parents? They're going to be looking for him for years now. Don't tell him. Victoria, we'd have to tell them. We could write him a letter. Why do you have to tell them? I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we don't tell them. Maybe they just live in an ignorant bliss for the rest of their lives. <sighs> okay. Victoria, give me a hand. Yeah, okay. So James goes over to the body and lifts the legs. I help out too. Oh, God, you gave me the heavy end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to take this to the graveyard? Is, that where... is, is there a graveyard here? Oh, yeah, there's a graveyard right at the, the right outside the, the north end of town. Of course there is. Obviously. How are we going to get him there without people seeing? That's kind of suspicious. <laughs> It is it, like ten o'clock at night. Oh, nobody's oh, good. nobody's okay. outside right now. Oh, that's true. We don't have to worry about um spooky ghosts anymore. Yeah, you guys follow Patty. He uh, he takes you down through the uh, the tunnels below the theater, and you guys come out. Uh, you take a few twists and turns here and there, and you come out uh, just the other side of the wall, right next to the graveyard outside of Bummerfield. You guys uh, spend probably another hour or so digging a hole and burying frederick victoria nudges james and goes do you have any more hamlet in your back pocket <sighs> something i guess um hey man just a few words you know i don't know if it's gonna apply to him maybe the way maybe the way that i'm feeling sure that's how we're all feeling um I have that within which passeth show these but the trappings and suits of woe. And Patty casts a little spell and there's like a little dancing lights that goes around the burial site as they kind of converge and float off into the air. Okay, that's done. Cool. So Boomerfield? You guys want to, I mean, you guys can head out tonight if you want. You come in, Patty? Me? No. Oh, no. I got a sticker here. I mean, I got to Who's going to look after the uh, the little clockwork uh, stagehand guys? I mean, those guys are all left behind. It's true, actually. I can put them to good use, you know? I can actually, like, bring back the theater. Maybe revitalize the art scene here in, in Bummerfield. Yeah, you might have a unique tap into some different marketing schemes if you're a undead theater owner. A dead guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, you can say it. It's fine. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know if it's a slur or anything so no you know it's fine i've never met anyone like you before oh stop you're you're flattering me uh <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> <laughs> that but okay man yeah now it's this is great i mean i get this second chance at life and i get to open the theater back up that i accidentally burned down but i mean it's all thanks to you guys i really really appreciate your help thank you hey patty 
Would you consider taking an investor in your in your theater? Uh, what kind of investment are we talking? I pull out ten gold. Oh, and I I think you know, but this would this help with the process? I'm not sure what it'll cost. I know your stagehands seem to be free labor, but I thought hey, every bit helps. I will be sure to put your name on a chair. I would I would love my name on a chair. Can it be the one right right in front of the orchestra pit on the right hand side? Absolutely. That's the place where you fell in the orchestra pit, right? Yeah. Absolutely. In loving memory. Always in our hearts. James is rolling his eyes so hard <laughs> under the lenses. And as Patty is starting to convey these ideas uh, and this this chance that he gets to have to run this theater, you guys see this smoke sort of billowing behind him and sort of raising up from his shoulders. And it's kind of this silvery blue essence uh, that is sort of starting to swirl around him as it starts to spin faster and faster over his head. It splits into four and it goes into each one of you guys. Uh, and you guys can all add Patty's inspiration to your uh, to your inventory. Aww, that's so cute. So with Patty's inspiration, once per long rest, anybody can expend a charge and give one of your party members 1d6 inspiration for the next 10 minutes. And this increases to 1d8 at level 10 and 1d10 at level 15. But if you are a bard, you already can give inspiration. So rather than that, uh, your base charisma score increases by four. There you go. What? <laughs> That's how we did it. God bless you, Riley. God we said, we can't have you. a terrible bard. I'm pulling all the strings. Yeah, you are. Is that a permanent thing? Yeah. It lasts for five minutes. Ready, set, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can permanently add four to your base charisma. So now your uh, your charisma bonus should be plus two. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess um, if you guys want, you guys can go ahead and uh, and head out now if you want to. I don't know, camp out or something like that. So you said it's three days tra- travel downriver. Is there a road that follows that? I mean, yeah, there's there's a road next to the river. Oh. It's just you know three three days walking. Sure. So you guys, you guys, you know, you better you better prep wisely. It's a yeah. long walk all the way to Boomerfield. Very long walk. Um, it's still kind of late. Did we want to just you know maybe spend one more night here and then head out in the morning? Because yeah, it's still a blood red moon, and we kind of we kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you guys look up in the sky, you can see that there there's still a blood moon up there, but it's it's starting to fade a little bit. It's starting to get a little bit pinker, uh, and you can assume that it'll probably be back to normal tomorrow. Sweet. And then that way, you know, if we need to get any equipment or do any last little runs uh, tomorrow morning, we can, um, and then we can head out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm on board for that. Great. So yeah, you guys give one last look to um, the cemetery as you head back into uh, Bummerfield and make your way through the streets uh, that are now much more quiet and much more peaceful. uh, And you make your way back to the whole rest inn and quietly tiptoe your ways up to your room. um, And you guys can all take a long rest. Oh boy. Thank you. And as you... Wake back up. It is the daytime once more. The sun is shining uh, and you feel as you look out the window that uh, the town of Bummerfield is looking a little a little brighter than it usually has. Uh, and you can see there are, there seem to be more citizens out in the street and they seem to be a bit bit more cheery than usual, uh, though they might not even know why. Victoria got up like four hours prior to everyone else. Uh, she's going to, while everyone's still asleep, she's going to sneak out. And she's going to go back to the square area, whatever, and see if the tent has returned. Uh, it has not. Is the chair still there? Uh, yes, the chair is still there. Gosh, damn it. <sighs> as, you're, as you're standing there observing, there's a, uh, a townsperson that walks by and they go, oh, sweet, free chair. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. real quick. Yeah, what's up? Um, do you know, do you know? The, the business person, uh, the, 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 the tent, uh, the person that used to be located here, do you know if they've moved? Um, I never went there myself, uh, but I would guess if they're not here, then yeah, they probably moved. And you don't know where? They're not like a food truck, move locations every single day? Nah. I mean, I would assume, you know, with, with a tent, um, a business that runs in a tent probably kind of goes from town to town, you know? Great. Cool. Thanks. Enjoy the chair. Oh, I will. This thing's sturdy. And uh, he walks 
off down the street, uh, whistling a tune. Cool. Then she'll go back to the inn and sit downstairs and eat breakfast and wait for the guys to wake up. Well, I'm going to be waiting downstairs for everyone. And as the rest of you guys wake up, Brian in particular, now that you have um, held on to this staff. Yeah, I would like the record to show that I slept with my staff next to staff. me in my bed. Yeah. Oh, I knew you did. I knew you did. <laughs> as you wake up, uh, you feel a new connection to this staff uh, and you can feel that you understand this staff and you can add the staff of the apprentice oh! to your inventory. That is dope as heck. It is a uh, it is a plus one quarter staff. And it adds plus one to any spell attack you make. Uh, and it has, I believe, 10 charges. And with the charges, you can expend a certain amount to cast a certain list of spells, uh, including Alarm, Sea Invisibility, Phantom Steed, uh, Burning Hands, Sleet Storm, uh, Detect Magic, Identify, yes! and maybe one or two more. Yes, Identify. Shut up. I have to read all of this. <laughs> Holy crap. This is so As cool. Brian is reading the meta text for his new <laughs> item. I, I close my eyes and there's just a bunch of text <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> yeah. James goes downstairs and gets a cup of coffee. Um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get James's attention. I'm gonna call him over for a quick little sidebar. And Victoria's sitting in the corner just going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as as you guys both came downstairs, Victoria was like in the corner the entire time, but nobody's noticed that she's already downstairs. <laughs> hey, James, you sleep well? I slept like I usually sleep terribly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like it's weird trying to go to sleep after a, a fight like that. I don't know. We've had to do that a couple times now, and it's I don't I don't think I'm gonna get used to that. I've never really been a fighter. Anyway. Um, before we leave town today, I wanted to go back to the library, and I wanted to tell Freddy's parents what happened. And Victoria didn't seem really keen on doing that, and I, I don't know, I, I never get a read, or I feel like I never get a really good read on what the group wants to do, but I feel like they deserve to know. Are you asking for permission, or are you asking me to come along? Um... Kind of both, maybe. I don't. I don't know. That sounds silly. I don't know. I feel like sometimes my ideas are kind of dumb, and I didn't know if this is one of those times where that was a dumb idea. So I, I, I wanted a second opinion. It's not a dumb idea. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah. If you, if you'd like to come along, you're more than welcome to. You don't have to, but I wanted. I wanted to. I wanted to tell him. I think it would be less suspicious if just you went, as opposed to both of us. You know, you went to just go grab some food or something before the trip. Okay. You know? I don't know, maybe a solo errand would be good for you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I think so. Okay, um, I'll be back in a little bit, I guess. And Cecil gets up and just walks out. Cecil, you uh, walk out and head through the streets. Uh, and as you go on your way, uh, Brian, give me an investigation tra- check real quick. As you're reading through your staff in your mind. Uh, 22. <laughs> Great. Uh, you notice at the tip of the staff, uh, there's some little hooks there uh, that you could possibly, you know, attach a net or something if you want. <laughs> I put my butterfly net on the end of the staff. <laughs> so Brian spends the next 30 minutes uh, creating uh, the, the net of the apprentice. Uh, and we will uh, jump to Cecil as he is. <laughs> I've never seen Danielle with this big of a smile She's on her face. So ever. excited. I feel oh like I gosh, know what I feel yes. like I, I know what we need to get Danielle for Christmas. Yes. So yeah, uh, Cecil, you head to the library and you approach, uh, you see the fountain as it is uh, clear as crystal and you see a few people coming and going from the library. It's a bit slow today um, and you make your way inside and you can see that uh, Evelyn is behind the desk and she is organizing some books as James is kind of, you see him a a bit further down um, putting some books into one of the library shelves. His father's name was James? Yes. Oh. Um, hey. Oh. Hello. Hey. Hello. You were uh you were here uh, a few days yesterday. Was it yesterday? 
maybe. Yeah, the last 24 hours have felt... It's felt like a really long time, you know? Um, is your wife around as well? Yes, yeah, she's, uh, she's right over there, right behind the counter. Could I talk with y'all privately, real quick? Uh, sure, sure. He kind of ushers you over to a table in the corner and, uh, kind of waves his wife over, and she finishes up dealing with a patron at the desk, and, uh, she makes her way over, and they sit down, and, uh, yes, uh, what, what can we do for you? Um, okay. Uh, That's not a great way to start this. My friends and I, the ones who came in, um, we do know Freddy. We we do know your son, but, um, Freddy was involved in something dangerous. And as his friends, we, we tried to help him out of it. Um, I'm very sorry, but Freddy, Freddy died last night. Whatever that something was, I don't think it cared who Freddy was. I'm sure he was, um, a great kid. We lied. We didn't really know Freddy. We met him recently, and he seemed really kind but whatever he was dealing with didn't care about that and it it killed him we did not not have a chance to un- understand what was going on with him entirely but that's what we're trying to figure out right now is what that thing was um i'm sorry this is entirely inappropriate i'm so sorry oh no thank you um, we appreciate you, um, saying that, as hard as it is to hear. Um, Freddy was always a real stubborn kid, and, uh, would never stop until he got what he wanted. Um, sometimes he would say he would chase his dreams even if it killed him. And, uh, guess he just chased them a bit too hard um Cecil is going to lie to them and say your son died fighting something very powerful and I think you should know that it was um a noble death and you should be proud of your son and then he's gonna get up and leave okay yeah you leave them as they kind of hold one another and uh, console each other in this moment. And you make your way back to the whole rest inn where the rest of your party has gathered down in the common room, probably about 10 o'clock in the morning at this point. Brian is bounding down the stairs and he goes, Cecil, I look at my butterfly net, look at it. And he holds up the staff and he's like, you weren't here earlier, but I've been showing it to everybody. Do you look at the butterfly net? But it's on the staff. How, how how good at you are how how good are you at catching things with that uh Brian pretty good at that I don't know I haven't tested it yet but I'm very excited I'm going to turn into a chinchilla and I'm going to start running around <laughs> oh my God. I start <laughs> Brian starts wait I don't know if he's good at this or not. This is the question. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll say you're proficient with nets. Okay, great. So Brian uh, is running around the bar with a really big smile on his face. Trying yeah, Chinchilla to Cecil's going to try and just run around in a big circle and try and, like, <laughs> kite Brian. Uh, roll me an attack. Roll, Brian. <laughs> 14. Uh, yeah. That that beats my armor class, yeah. You snag Cecil Chinchilla out of the air. I'm just, I'm just holding kinda... the little Chinchilla upside down in the net, and I'm just kind of, like, bouncing him. <laughs> Chinchilla Cecil's enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walk over to the to the rest of the group and I just kind of tip the uh, net over and just kind of like softly dump the chinchilla onto James's shoulder. Chinchilla Cecil's just going to kind of curl up. That was great, Brian. <laughs> thank you. Thank well you. done. I'm very excited. <laughs> so wait, how does it attach? There's like, there's like hooks at the end of it. Brian, it was made for you. I know! This is what I'm saying! <laughs> It's a great look, especially with the bucket hat. Thank you. You're very welcome. 
Brian Brian just hugs the staff and just kind of sits there and is like, okay, what next, guys? James, <laughs> as he sips his coffee, slyly kind of smiles behind the cup. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, you guys uh, make your way out of Bummerfield. And again, you notice the, the bright streets and it, it is a clear, uh, sunny day. And um, there are people kind of running through the streets. You see some kids playing games on the sidewalks. Uh, and you guys uh, leave Bummerfield uh, a lot less bummed than it was before. Alrighty, on to the next town, I guess. Who's driving? Not it. <laughs> Not it. I don't it. know what chinchillas say. Cecil <laughs> <laughs> chinchillas. Yeah, James <laughs> looks at the chinchilla and he's like, "All right, it's fine." <laughs> Great. So yeah, you guys all hop back in the van uh, and hit the road following the river as uh, Patty suggested. If there's anything that anyone would like to do while you are traveling? I would like to tinker. All right, cool. Give me a roll. Uh, that's only a 10. Uh, I, I think we said that 10 was the DC. Okay, fantastic. Uh, so I believe that's three successes, three or four. Uh, I can't remember. I will double check. You're the one keeping track. Um, but you can add another success to uh, fixing your trigger. Yay! Is there anything else that anyone else would like to do while you're traveling? I know. I'm going to take out my khaki bag of tricks and I'm going to pull out a, a friend. Okay. That's a... Ooh. Uh, y'all get to meet Edgar the Raven. Ooh. Edgar the Raven. Are we just having like an animal party in the van? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then Brian pulls out the dog whistle. <laughs> blows the dog whistle as well. <laughs> Yeah, you see the um I believe you said what it was like a it was a Doberman. Basset hound. Yep. You blow the whistle and this basset hound appears. <gasps> woof. Woof. Yes, master, I've arrived. Oh. So like for the last 15 <laughs> minutes of that? of my of my wild shape it's a, ch- a chinchilla, a raven, and a basset hound in the back of this van. Yeah. <laughs> Ch- chinchilla Cecil is like like doing the zoomies. Brian's sitting on the woof, floor, woof. cross-legged of the van, just like tapping the ground with the net and trying to. <laughs> Master, you've captured me in your capture device. <laughs> yeah, James looks in the rearview mirror, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Master, unhand me, unhand me. My ears are caught in the ch- in the capture device. I scratch his ears and I lift up the net. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Scratch, 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 scratch. <laughs> Achoo! Uh, hey guys, I'm back. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, as you guys travel along the river, the evening starts to set in, and as you continue to follow the road, uh, the river widens and kind of starts to spread out. And as you look further down, you see that it eventually ends in a city that is further, that is a little bit ways down the road. uh, And you can see that it appears to be a canal city with rivers weaving in between uh, acting as streets. You guys kind of approach the edge of the city around probably about six o'clock. I I guess I I put the van in park and I look behind at everyone. I'm like, hey, I think we're here. Already? I thought it was like three days travel. Three days walk, Cecil. Oh. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, are you hungry? Do you need some food? I'm not going to lie, guys. I haven't eaten in a minute. I got really excited about my net and I forgot to eat the continental breakfast. Oh, Brian. (laughs) James swings the van door open and kind of hops out and stretches. Did we get any? We didn't get any intel on what the city was like. We don't have to do three kids and a bear again, do we? Like, we can just roll up. I mean, right? at least we know we're good at it in case we need to. True. If we ever plan on selling merch, three kids and a bear is going on a t-shirt. I love it. She's writing in her journal. Hey, she actually, you said something that she actually liked. Oh my God. <laughs> how, how do we get in? Do we need a boat? Can I, are we, we need to look around for like a boat to get into the city? How do we? As you look at the city, you can see that there are like some bridges that are kind of like crossing the river into the city proper. Are they like pedestrian bridges or like carriage bridges? I mean, they're bridge bridges. Like, could we drive over it? It's not really big enough for a carriage, no. Pedestrian bridge. Got it. We can park the car under some trees and try to cover it up a little bit. That'd be fun. Cool. Anyone want to ride on horseback? Some stretch. What? <gasps> uh, I'm, what? Horseback? Hey, that was the second thing you said that you liked. <laughs> <laughs> We're making progress. Achoo! I turn into a war horse. Victoria <laughs> mouth drops. 
she walks over, like, tentatively, pats the horse. I, I, I get down on on my knees. Oh, you don't need to do that. Actually, it's been a hot second, and she's going to grab the mane and throw herself up on, on top. Brian looks at Cecil Horse and looks at the net and looks at Cecil Horse and looks at the net and just softly whispers, we'll get there one day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Victoria, roll me an animal handling check with advantage. Oh, God, my my dice have not been very nice to me. Oh, hey, that's awesome. Uh, That's an 18. Um, Yeah, you guys see that Victoria like effortlessly jumps up onto this giant war horse uh, and seems pretty at home in uh, in the, not saddle, uh, but on the back of a horse and seems pretty comfortable up there. Anyone else want up? Um, I'm, I'm good to walk. Okay. Hawkeye, let's go. Uh, grab her hand. <laughs> I help lift him up. <laughs> I mean, how am I going to say no to the, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a horse. Let's go. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, trot into town. And you see that there are some gaslights uh, that are... They gaslight people here? It really is Boomerfield. Wow. (laughs) That are illuminating the town. Then you see there are a few uh, gondolas that are kind of drifting in between the rivers. And as you guys are... Are people singing in them? uh, No, nobody's singing in them. No one's singing yet. (laughs) We haven't gotten into one. And as you guys make your way through the... uh, Through the... I can't say streets. I guess avenues, canals, byways. Yeah. Sure. Roll me a perception check, everybody. Oh. I get to add a d6 to this because I just called my emotional support animal. Holy crap. I forgot about that. Okay. I read. 13. Uh, 16. 21. 23. Yeah, you guys all notice this. You see that there doesn't appear to be a lot of children and like younger people walking on the sidewalks and such uh it appears to be a more adult populace here are we the youngest people here uh that you can see yes it's just massive old folks home and victoria and james you guys both can see that as you're making your way through the city uh you can see a few people kind of staring at you and one or two people kind of like whispering to one another as you walk by oh golly well i mean we should probably Stop and talk to somebody. Figure out where to go. I, uh, whomever is the nearest, um, octogenarian, um, <laughs> I'm gonna get off the horse <laughs> and walk over and say hello. Oh, yes. Is there an inn, uh, close to here that we could stay? Huh. You'd probably need to go a bit further into town for that. Are you... Planning on staying at an inn? You you two seem to be some sort of a uh, lord and lady. What with your your horse and your servant walking nearby? Oh. Yes, we are. Yes. No. Servant. <laughs> servant. Ask this person where we need to go. Brian jostles his bucket hat a little bit <laughs> and swallows his pride and mutters to his walking stick. We'll get her for that. <laughs> uh, Cecil appears. Oh, no! oh, God! <laughs> right underneath you. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we literally all three just land. Cecil, make me a strength saving throw. <laughs> oh, no. Um, that's a three. No. <laughs> Cecil immediately crumples, and all of you guys just fall to the ground. Uh. Oh, 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 my goodness. Well, um, <clears throat> yes, uh, for, for four, uh, Strapping young children Hello? as yourself. Um, the inn is going to be, um, you're going to go down this street and take a right uh, until you see the bridge. You're going to cross the bridge, come back the way you came on the other side, and then take another right. And then just keep going down and you will see the inn eventually. So we're going to go down this bridge, we're going to take a right, and then we're going to follow it until we get to the next bridge, go over it, and then what was that last one? No, no, you're, you're going to take a right, you're oh, going to take oh, a right here, take a right. then take a left over the bridge, then turn back around, come back this way on the other side of the river, and then take a right once you get to the corner, and then you just keep going straight and you will see the inn eventually. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Sure thing. Did anyone catch those directions? <laughs> 
Yeah, we're um, going to go up here. Yes, yes. Right. You're going to take a right here at the corner, <laughs> and you're going to go down until you get to the bridge. You're going to take Lots a left across bridge. the bridge. You're going to turn back around, come back the way you came on the other side of the river. Ah. And once you get to the corner, you're going to take another right, and then you're just going to keep going straight down. Got it. So All right. Essentially, we could just turn left here. Yeah. Keep um, going. Yeah. Because if we're no, turning around. No, no. It's around... on the other side of the river. No, you're not listening to me. You have to go take a right here, <laughs> go all the way down until you get to the river, take a left across the bridge, get on the other side of the river. James has already left, started back. Brian <laughs> <laughs> uh, is not far behind him. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, which way are you going? We're going right. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna follow until we find the bridge, the bridge, and, and then and come back the direction that we would so have like gone, a U-turn, and then turn take, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> this whole bit of both y'all trying to say it at the same time. Like, so over here, and I think we're gonna hit up this place. Even though over I here, straight up think we could have just turned left across this other bridge over there, but like, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as you guys are walking, uh, make me another perception check. Oh come on! Sixteen. Eighteen. 13. 7. Okay, so James, Brian, and Cecil all notice this. Uh, Victoria's still kind of uh, reeling from falling down off of Cecil, but the three of you notice uh, as you're walking that there are, um, appear to be like some guards that are sort of patrolling the streets, just kind of walking up and down. Uh, there you see just these big suits of armor that are um, patrolling, walking up and down the sidewalks. Uh, Let me guess, give they're you... screaming, get off my lawn. At like several people. <laughs> no, they're actually uh, completely silent. Uh, they do watch you guys as you walk past and sort of give you a very curt nod as you pass. And Cecil and Brian, you guys notice that as you're walking, you guys get on the other side of the river and you're taking a right and you're going down and you kind of pass through a bit of a merchant's strip, uh, some shops here and there. And as you're walking, you notice that uh, all of the shopkeepers uh, are younger people, people around your age, like teenagers and such that are running these um, shops. Interesting. Quick note about the armor. Do they look like they have people in them or do they or do the movements seem like they're automatons? Give me an investigation check. Okay. Natural 20. There you go. Have fun with that. Great. That's a 24 total. Of course. It had to happen eventually. You kind of, your gaze kind of lingers on these, um, these guards as you walk past and you see that right behind the helm, it's like very, very thin, but there doesn't appear to be eyes. It just kind of appears to be a sort of glowing, um, something behind the helm. Um, hey, that's, those things, watch their gait. They're kind of like just really stiff. I think those might be robots. They have robots here? Or mechanical things. I don't know. Remember that? Oh my god. Do you think that means they have phone chargers? No. Brian stares at No. (laughs) I don't know. I'm getting a weird vibe, guys. I'm getting a really weird vibe. Also, as you are walking through this uh, sort of merchant strip, you notice that there are a few more uh, of these guards that are kind of patrolling this area as well. Okay, so we see people our age working shops and booths and stuff like that do they look happy to be there uh give me an inside check i would like to also roll an inside check please do okay okay great 18 14 uh they just look like they're just doing their job they look like teenagers working at a store (laughs) like shit this sucks. What what kind of stores are near us? Is there like an apparel store or near us maybe? Uh yeah, there's there like a there's like a clothing store, there's um there's like a an herbalist stand, um there's armor. I would like stuff. to step into the clothing store and Brian's just going to do a once around and see if he can see anything that might appear to be some kind of work uniform or apron or something that I could have to like also appear as if I work in this town as a young person. Uh, give me an investigation check. 14? Uh, yeah, you find like a, like a pretty raggy looking apron that you think could probably pass for or something like that. Okay, I, I buy it. Okay, yeah, it's like, it's like a copper piece. Great, I put it on. That's really fashionable, Brian. Um, I've just, I've, guys, I've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and they hunt <gasps> children down and enslave them and I'm That's not true. playing that game That's and so I true. am officially a person who works in this town and I... I stand in my apron and look as bored as humanly possible. Is the apron green with a little mermaid insignia on it? No, it's just like a dirty tan. Okay. Can we find a youth and speak with them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what can I do for you? 
Hi, I'm Victoria. What's your name? Hi, Victoria. I'm Gerfin. Hi, Gerfin. Nice to meet you. Wait, Gerfin or Griffin? Gerfin. G-E-R-F-E-N. Gerfin. What's up, man? I go in for like a like a knuckle a knuckle touch, a little, little knuckle bump. He does not respond in kind. Are you are you here willingly? Do you think anybody wants to be at work? Um, obviously not, because uh we do not dream of labor. But could you just tell us a little bit about this place? We're kind of we're kind of new. Yeah. Uh, oh man. It, I mean, it's Boomerfield. It's a canal city, um, a bustling metropolis of magical wares and economy. Cool. That that sounds great. That sounds like a pretty decent sell. Uh, honestly, sounds like something that I would be excited about. But yeah. Oh boy. Gerfin, um what's up my guy i'm not your guy i'm just a guy i mean i just met you I, I don't know if i would call myself your guy it's like a what you selling <laughs> clothes if you were to like help me pick out an outfit what would you what would you put together i mean what do you usually like to wear well i mean like what what's drippy man what's what's drippy yeah I mean, I just got some clothes out of the washer if you want to try some of those Brian's on. Brian's looking around while this conversation happens and is just like putting two and two together of the kind of clientele that this person might be used to. <laughs> and he walks up to Victoria and he goes, do it, go, go full Karen. Just, just do it. Just see, see if he responds to it. I demand to see your manager. I am the manager. You, excuse me, you're the manager and this is how you treat us? Yeah. Well, then we demand a discount. What, what do you mean? What are you, you've already. You should have gone out of your way for us, young man. You bought, you're, you're younger than I am. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I'm just like, like, same age. We, like you probably deal with a lot of Karens. I mean, you're and, asking for a discount. I I gave no, that I gave that dude a, an apron for a copper yeah, piece. I, I literally can't. No, I'm, I'm I, sorry. This is why I'm not a performer, y'all. Do you guys like not have like a club or something you guys can go to? Like, what do you do when you're not working? Exactly, hobbies, man. Get together. Uh, sleep you just you just sleep when you're not working yeah where do you go when you're not working home so you have a home yeah great (laughs) (laughs) look man i i'm sorry man i feel like i feel like this place is just a real this is worse than bummerfield i was about to say this is the bummerfield we just came from bummerfield that place was kind of popping not gonna lie roll me a perception check everybody That's a that's a twelve. I got a sixteen. Nineteen. Okay, James and Victoria, you guys both noticed this. There are some some adults and some elderly people that are kind of like walking through the merchant district, uh, who are chipper as can be, very very <gasps> joyful, very happy. You also notice that there are three of those suits of armor that are outside of the store right now. Oh my god! I pull the guys aside. Okay, I think they are here like against their will have you guys ever heard of like energy vampires so my mom deals with this this is like part of her thing that she like trains people in it they basically there are people who steal other people's energies because they just have like a really bad energy to begin with so they just literally drain the life out of people i think that's happening here look at all the happy old people they're stealing like their youth from the youth they're 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 happy they shouldn't be this happy unless they are controlling everyone else's lives Old people shouldn't be happy. Andy Dinehart, 2021. <laughs> All you old fogies out there listening. No! I hope you're unhappy. I hope you have a terrible day. Brian goes over to the rack where my apron was. Is there more aprons behind it? Yeah, there's some more aprons. Great. Brian grabs uh, three aprons and just hands them to the other three and then hands three coppers to the shopkeeper. And then without saying a word, Brian goes to the back of the store and looks incredibly bored and just starts folding other items and putting them on the shelves where they already were. Victoria falls suit. I mean, dude, the store is only one person at a time. They already know that. Brian goes to hide in the dressing room. (laughs) 
as you go to hide, the three suits of armor that are outside step in and the one in front says, what are you four doing away from your post? My bad. And Brian walks past them and just turns left as if he knows where he's going. As you try to walk past, the uh, suit of armor reaches out to try and grab you. We will take you back to your post. Tell us where you need to go. Let's go. Just run. Run. I'm going to turn invisible. Nice. We're running. Okay, great. In that case, uh, we are going to jump into a chase. Somebody roll me a d6, please. I gotcha. That's a six. Okay, so basically every round, uh, we will roll a d20 to determine what kind of hazard and what kind of complication you encounter. And if you fail, uh, you get one failure. Anybody that fails three times will be captured. Oh, no. Can we utilize abilities and spells and that sort of thing during all of this? You can try. Okay. Let's see. James, roll me a d20. I rolled a four. A four. Okay. Everybody make me a dexterity check. Oh, boy. 15. 10. 9. 21. Brian and James, uh, you guys were headed out pretty quickly, and you managed to uh, turn the corner and get a pretty good jump on this. Uh, You can see that there are, like, two kids that are, like, moving a piece of lumber across the street, and you guys vault over that really quickly, and... Victoria and Cecil, you guys run into it really quick, get the get the wind knocked out of you, but you manage to slip under it real quick before one of the suits of armor can capture you, uh, and you guys both have one fail. I'm, in, I'm also invisible. Okay. I mean, you're still running, uh, and g- give me an insight check. Oh, they can maybe see through. Uh, that's an 18. Uh, these are some magical suits of armor, my friend. Okay. Yikes. Danielle, roll me a d20. Uh, seven. Okay. Everybody roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck off. Thirteen. Twelve. Thirteen. Two. Uh, you guys all fail this one as you guys stumble through this merchant district uh, and you step on some pots that are on the side of the road and you guys quickly try and make your way through it uh, but kind of have to tiptoe for a second and the uh, suits of armor are pretty damn close to Cecil and Victoria and Danielle and James, you both have failed once as well. Uh, let's see, Andy, roll me a d20. Two. Two. Everybody make me an acrobatics check. Hey, 15. Hey. 11. 17. Wow. I only got a 12. Damn. That's rare. These suits of armor are really, really close at this point. Uh, as James and Brian, you guys get caught up in a crowd. These suits of armor are right on your tail. Brandon, roll me a d20. Could I try to get everyone to group up real quick? And I'm going to try and cast Enhance Ability. Sure. At third level. So I'm going to cast Cat's Grace, which is advantage on dexterity, on myself and Brian. Cool. Uh, now roll me a d20. That's an eight. Okay. Uh, everyone roll me a dexterity saving throw. Brian and Cecil, you have advantage. Great. I rolled the same thing twice. Thanks, Cecil. 17. Five. Five. 23. 13. Everyone except for Brian ends up passing this as a herd of chickens is making their way through the streets and they kind of flock up in front of Brian and stop his progress. Uh, and right as he begins to run again. Can I do something first? You can try. What do you want to try and do? Um, I want to use my staff and I want to cast mirror image. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so I'm caught up by the chickens, but there are three of me. Great. Yeah, as as you run, your, st- uh, your net glows at the end and all of a sudden two more projections of you split out next to you. And yeah, so I have to roll a d20 to determine whether attack instead targets one of our one of your duplicates. Yeah. So if you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. Okay. I'm so sorry, Danielle. I literally rolled a one. Wait, what? So if I rolled higher than a six, then it would attack one of the duplicates. But I rolled a one. So this thing lashes out and grabs at Brian uh, and Brian is restrained as the rest of you continue to run. James, roll me a d20. Uh, 14. Uh, as that's happening, can I try to cast something? Sure. What do you want to try? Pass without a trace. Okay. In that case, I'll say if all three of you pass, then you guys can try and make a stealth check and try and hide. Okay. And Brian, you still have advantage on dex i'm out brian's or, captured. oh just kidding sorry well you you still have it for at least up to an hour so there there you go great so if i need to do it again i will have it everyone make me an insight check does brian get to have insight sure you can try 
That's 15. 17. 6. 13. Uh, Brian, you can tell that these things have a really strong grip. Rude. And Victoria, uh, as you run, uh, you get caught up in the crowd, and there happens to be a suit of armor hidden in the crowd as well that grabs at you uh, from behind somebody. But Cecil and James, uh, you manage to uh, survive another round. I plead the fifth. I did not consent to this. Get your hands off of me. Let's see, Brandon. Roll me a d20. 17. Okay, that's a good roll. There's no complication this round. Okay. Uh, so that is... I'm going to stop and turn around, and I'm going to head directly towards the one that's got Victoria. Oh, Jesus. Just run. Just turn run. around, and I'm going to sprint, brandishing my Gosh, my, my club, casting Shillelagh. Okay, roll an attack roll. Ooh. James, you better run fast. For real. That is a 23. Okay, uh, roll for damage. I'll say... I'll save you roll more than six damage uh, that Victoria will have a chance to escape his grasp. Oh, that's easy. Uh, 11. Great. In that case, uh, Victoria, roll me a, we'll say, acrobatics check, and you need to roll a nine or higher. It was an acrobatics? Yes. <laughs> I literally rolled a nine. Nice. So this thing clangs and its grip kind of loosens and you manage to slither out of it. And I say, what about Brian? I'll say, James, if you want to try and do something, you can try and uh, free Brian with this no complication round. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I I mean, the thing is, is I don't know where I am in relation to him. Uh, roll me a perception check. 20. Okay, okay. <gasps> yeah, you can see you can see Brian um, about midway in this group of... And there there's probably like a... The group that is following now is probably like 15 of these suits of armor. Jeez, I'm proud. It's okay, I've got something. I've got something in my back pocket. Um... And Brian is is in the middle of them. Does one have it like right now gripped gripped in his? Yeah, you can see one of the one of the suits is, is holding Brian. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot at that one. Okay. Roll an attack roll. So twenty-four and a nat twenty to hit. <laughs> sure. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. You uh I won't even make Danielle roll to try and escape. Yeah. Brian is is this thing is holding you. Uh you feel it just suddenly like limp over and its grip loosens on you and you manage to slither your way out and slide in between the suits of armor and catch back up to the rest of your party um and i'm gonna say victoria give me a perception check 25 very well done you hear in your mind you hear this voice and you recognize it as somebody using the message spell take a right up here I look at the guys and I signal and I run that way. Okay. I follow. (laughs) (laughs) Brian runs the opposite way. Cool. (laughs) I just wanted to be clear. Sometimes Riley's sneaky. And as you're turning, Victoria, with that high of a perception check, you can see that there is a figure on the the rooftop of that alleyway. Nice. Uh, Cecil, what is it you want to try and do? I'm going to summon eight elks. Fucking hell. Of course you are. Of course you are. Of course you are. going to summon eight elks. That antlers first come out of the ground like zombified, horrifying creatures, and I'm gonna send them charging full, full stampede, antlers down into the suits of armor. The fuck, you do like the 27 Yankee gorillas, and now you have Santa's dead reindeer. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> on dancer, on prancer, on comet and vixen, go fuck them up. Go fuck them uh. up. <laughs> What a battle cry. And as you guys round the corner, <laughs> you see that there's some kind of like web material that's strung across and you guys manage to catch eye of it just before you, you run into it and you all slide underneath. Uh, and Victoria, you hear that message in your head again down here. And you see that there is a, uh, a sewer grate that is slightly ajar on the ground. Great. Uh, is it enough for us to squeeze through? Uh, give me a strength check to try and move it the rest of the way. Come on. Oh, that's a natural 20. Yes, it is. Yeah, so these suits of armor are like, some are wrestling with these elks, like barehanded trying to bring these things to the ground. And then others are rounding the corner trying to get to you. Uh, but they are getting caught in this web material and like slowly trying to hack their way through it. And as you guys see, like one barely break out, Victoria just like hurls this <laughs> this uh, this grate yeah. aside. Oh, girl. And all of you guys just slip in really quick. 
and Victoria, before you jump in, you pull the grate yes. back over and you slide down the, the ladders and you fall into this sort of tunnel system. And you can see there are like a few torches lighting the way, but you also get the sense that the suits of armor are probably going to try and come down here as well running yep yep and we're running <laughs> yeah and as you're running everybody uh give me a stealth check and you guys all get passed without trace yeah, plus 10 yeah, so everyone gets a plus 10 plus 10 to yourself Ooh, that's a 24 great 14 <laughs> 25 did you roll another nat 20 andy yes i did amazing that's a 33 for stealth. <laughs> she stops existing. Yeah, so altogether, you guys pass. Brian is still kind of in shock and kind of limping along. And suddenly, Victoria just grabs him by the shoulders and looks him dead in the eye with his look of just pure focus and determination. And Brian relaxes and calms his gait. And you guys all manage to sneak away without the magical armors uh finding you guys and victoria you can hear in your head um that message still speaking to you and it's giving you some directions like take a right here and keep going straight and then take a left and blah 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 and you continue down until finally the torches start to grow like fewer and fewer okay stop stop there she stops we all looney tunes yeah like (laughs) yeah everyone And you are currently in this tunnel, and it is, as far as you can tell, dead quiet uh, and very dark in here. Okay, we've stopped. Anything else? Just one thing. You you hear that same voice, but it's actually spoken in front of you. Brian goes, "What thing?" <laughs> oh yes, sorry, didn't re- I forgot I wasn't talking in everybody's head. But you guys see this light grow in front of you, and you see a girl before you in this tunnel and you can see she has like very pale skin almost like bluish and these very sharp slim features and um kind of short cropped black hair that is sort of parted over to one side and she's wearing um like a purplish robe and she holds a small little rock in her hand that is lit and she looks at the four of you she says welcome to the resistance (gasps) and with that Class is dismissed. Oh shit! What? Oh shit! Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love to see a five-star review, and we'd love it even more if you shared it with a friend. Word of mouth is what podcasts live and die by, and we would love to get more people to listen to this show, and you can help with that. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by, you know her, you love her, the one and only Carlina Alvarez. If you've not checked out her stuff yet, guys, you are really missing out. It can be found in the episode description. Until next time, I'm going to branch out and challenge you to branch out and start up a conversation with somebody that you don't know this week. Make a new friend. Learn something new. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. girlfriend and then you leave it <laughs> <laughs> Danielle Grisco not Brian <laughs>